thank you so much, Trey and Carly. We appreciate your leadership here at the church and look forward to how God is going to bless our congregation through you. Um, it is a busy night. It's an active night. I mentioned the wiggles and the squirms that may be present here in the room. I can see all of them from my vantage point. So we know it's hard to keep attention. And so I would love to, to share a brief story with you from God's Word. And I, I don't know if you have traditions in your home uh, around Christmas time, but one of the things that we will do later this evening uh, before bedtime is that we will read about the story of Jesus' birth, his arrival. We've come here to celebrate Christ, and so we will read that in our home, and maybe time gets away from you, or things are busy, or maybe that's not a tradition in your home or with your roommates. And so, uh, if you will, I would love to read to you an incredibly true story about the birth of Christ. And if you want to and you have a Bible, you can follow along. We're going to put the scripture on the screen. Our normal custom is to stand in honor of God's word, but there's a lot happening. And so you just stay seated where you are in a comfortable posture. And if you can, lean into God's word with me. I'm going to be reading from Luke chapter 2, and I'm going to read verses 1 through 14 together. Luke chapter 2, 1 through 14 together. God's word says, In those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole empire should be registered. The first registration took place while Quirinius was governing Syria. So everyone went to be registered, each to his own hometown. Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Because he was of the house and the family line of David. To be registered along with Mary who was engaged to him and was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for her to give birth. Then she gave birth to her firstborn son. And she wrapped him tightly in cloth and she laid him in a manger. Because there was no guest room available for them. In the same region, shepherds were staying out in the fields and keeping watch at night over their flock. Then an angel of the Lord stood before these shepherds, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all of the people. Today in the city of David, a Savior was born for you who is the Messiah, the promised one, the Lord. This will be a sign for you that you will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a multitude of heavenly hosts with the angel praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to people that he favors. Glory to God in the highest because of the birth of this child and peace on earth to people that he favors. One of the most important things that I hope will be impressed upon you as you read the birth narrative of Jesus, especially from Luke 2, is that the birth of Jesus brings significance to all places and to all people. I want to say that again, and I know that on Sunday morning, sometimes people will write in the margins of their Bible, they will bring their journals with them into this room. Maybe you want to take a mental snapshot of this simple truth from God's Word, that the birth of Jesus brings significance, that means importance, that means meaning, that means purpose to all places 
and to all people. When Caesar Augustus declared that he wanted to take a census, that's another way of saying, I want to know how important I am and how big my empire is. And he did require that everyone go to their hometown to be registered. So Mary and Joseph made the nearly 90-mile journey to Bethlehem, which was his hometown. And when they made their way to Bethlehem, it was there where Scripture tells us that she gave birth to her firstborn son named Jesus. Now Bethlehem was an odd choice for the arrival of God's Christ, the promised Messiah. It was a backwoods town on the edge of the Roman Empire, and there really wasn't a whole lot significant about Bethlehem. If we were going to put this in a modern-day setting where we were going to announce to the world that God himself had arrived in the flesh, we might pick a huge metropolitan city. We might pick Los Angeles. We might even pick Houston. We might even pick Nashville. But we wouldn't pick Bethlehem because no one really traveled in and out of Bethlehem unless they had to be going there. It wasn't really significant until Jesus was born there. We romanticize over the song, O Little Town of Bethlehem, but it really was the most unlikely of places for Jesus to be born. Jesus' birth brought significance to obscure places and to the most unlikely of locations. That's a reality about the birth of Jesus. Jesus and God, his Father, often choose places and circumstances that seem to be very insignificant and very unlikely to find their significance in God's arrival. I don't know if any of you have found your significance in a relationship with God and he brought into your life something that you didn't have before, but Bethlehem found its significance in the arrival of Jesus. But it wasn't just the birth of Jesus that brought significance to Bethlehem. It was also what God did when he announced that Jesus had arrived. I don't know if you saw the first people that it was announced to that God had come in the flesh, the long-awaited promised one, were shepherds who were watching their field at night a short distance outside of Bethlehem. You know, sheep were a necessity in that day and age in first century Jerusalem or Nazareth or Bethlehem. Sheep were necessary for the sacrificial offerings at the temple, and you certainly needed shepherds to raise and have sheep made available for the people to bring as sacrifices. Bethlehem was a place that was known for raising sheep. That was one of the most important things it was known for. Sheep that were then brought into the city and into the temple for sacrifice. Shepherds weren't allowed in the city because, as you might imagine, hanging out with sheep is not the most glorious of professions. Sheep often wander away. They get dirty. They often need redirection. They are not clean. And so, therefore, the shepherds were often dirty. They were often, this is no judgment on my part, they were often smelly. And people didn't want to hang out with shepherds. And the religious leaders, although they needed the shepherds to provide the sheep, the religious leaders didn't even let the shepherds come into the city to worship in the temple. They were outsiders. They were outcast. And that's the first group of people that God chose to announce. There is a Savior. There is a Messiah. And He has come into the world. They were the most unlikely of people to be chosen as those revealed that Jesus had come. But not only that, the Bible tells them, the the angel told them, that they would then go run into town and to find the baby wrapped 
in swaddling clothes or cloth lying in a manger, that they would then go find the Christ child. And verse 15 that we didn't read says that they went into town, they found it just as the angel had told, and then they went into the rest of the city telling everyone that God had come. You can only imagine the religious leaders and others who thought they had it all together, who wouldn't associate with the shepherds, who wouldn't wander into Bethlehem themselves, the most unlikely of places, to see the shepherds arriving to tell that God in the flesh had come. It's because Jesus' birth brings significance to the most unlikely of places and circumstances and to the most unlikely and the most unseemingly at times people and stories. The fact that God would choose Bethlehem and the fact that God would choose shepherds means that the good news of God in the person of Jesus is for all places, all cities, all circumstances, and all people. There are some of us who might feel like the shepherds. We don't feel clean enough or ready enough to go and be in and around the things of God. But the arrival of Jesus in Bethlehem and the announcement to the shepherds means that if you feel that way, this message of good news is for you. There may be others of us who feel like we've made a mistake. And so when I share that there's good news that can be had, when any preacher shares that, you think they're talking to the person on your right or your left, but that ship has sailed for you. We don't intend for you to receive that. Maybe you feel that way about yourself, but that couldn't be further from the truth. The fact that God would come to Bethlehem means that he will enter into any circumstance, any situation, any scenario that's evident or exhibited in this room but that he is not afraid to engage and fellowship and build relationship with the people on this planet, regardless of where they come from, what their story is, or what other people think about them. It's the good news of Christmas. That's why we celebrate this. I love presents. I love the trees and the lights. But the good news of the gospel is that God has come to us, and he brings significance into our lives and into the circumstances of which we find ourselves in. Now, one of the things that helps me really appreciate a story is sometimes seeing it in action. Sometimes the words of Scripture will jump off the page, and you will see them in a way you've never seen them before. And so one of the things that we would love to do as a church is we would love to illustrate for you what it might have been like to be one of those shepherds or one of those people in the city of Bethlehem, the town of Bethlehem, when the Christ child arrived and when it was announced. So one of the things we used to do when I grew up in church is that the children were invited to come forward during the Christmas Eve service to hear the story of the arrival of Jesus. And so parents, we want you to know if you're comfortable with your child coming forward, we have some carpet down here on the front of the room. And for the children in the room, if you're comfortable with that, we want them to come forward and we want them to see and hear exactly what it would have been like to live in Bethlehem and to be told that Jesus had come and that he had come to anyone and to everyone. So parents, feel free to come forward. If you are here with your child and they are hesitant or scary, I'm a big guy and I'm standing on these steps. Maybe they're, maybe they're a little hesitant. You come forward with them. There will be no judgment in here tonight. But we would love, can I, can I talk to you children these beautiful girls and boys, we are so glad you're here tonight with your families. And we're reading about the arrival of Jesus from the Bible. Would you like to hear a story of what it might have been like for someone that was there that night? Well, I would love to introduce you to someone who can tell that story to you, maybe in a way that you 
can understand just as much as your parents tonight, okay? Greetings, everyone. My name is Benjamin Carmel, and I am from the city of David. And I have traveled a long way this evening to tell you a story. And I want you to listen. My grandfather was a shepherd, and my father was a shepherd, and I'm a shepherd. Several nights ago, I was taking care of my sheep in the fields nearby Bethlehem. As I was getting ready to go to sleep, I began to lay down, and all of a sudden I saw a light, and I was scared. So I woke the other shepherds up. I said, get up, get up, get up. All of a sudden I saw an angel. And the angel said this, do not be afraid. I have come to bring you good news of great joy. Today, in the city of Bethlehem, a Savior has been born to you. And this will be your sign. Listen, you will find a child wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. And You see, when the angel said that, boys and girls... I began to ask myself the question, why me? Why tell me this good news? I am insignificant. I'm just a shepherd. I'm not royalty. I'm not a king. I'm no one important. Why did the angel share this good news with me? And then I remembered what my father had taught me. You see, long ago, the prophet Isaiah and the prophet Micah, they wrote down and they said, there will be a Christ child born to everyone and will save all of us. You see, Jesus, this child, brought significance to all people, including a shepherd, and all places. Then all of a sudden, I was greeted not by one, two, three, four, five, but a whole company of angels. And they were singing and praising, glory to God in the highest, glory to God in the highest, peace on earth, goodwill towards men. And then, just like that, they were gone. And I looked up and all I saw was a dark sky. I told the other shepherds, I said, get your things. We must go and see this child. And so we rushed off to Bethlehem and we looked, searched far and wide in the city and there he was. There was Mary and Joseph. It was just that the angel had said. There was the child wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. And you know what I did? I put down my things. I got down on my knees. And I began to worship. Because you see, this child wasn't an ordinary baby. He was the Christ child, the Savior, the Messiah, the one who came to give us significance. The one who saved Everyone in this room, no matter where you've come from, what you've done, Jesus comes to give life. Now, I must be going. I can't stay any longer. You see, I have to go and tell more people. Here's what I want to tell you to do tonight. When you leave this place, go and tell. Go and tell everyone of the good news of Jesus, how he came to bring significance to all people in all places. But before I go, can I pray for you for the boldness and courage to do so? Let's pray. Jesus, what it must have been like the night to be in that field when the angels lit up the sky. 
Lord, what I love about that story is you came for all people. No matter who we are, what we've done, where we've been, you came to give us value, worth, and significance. It's in your name we pray. Amen.